This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. We are speaking with George, too. George is, I got to say the title again, I'm going to say it a hundred times in this segment, <laughs> mythology manager of creative strategy at Legendary Entertainment. And he is going to be basically helping create the brand and tell the story for movies that you're going to love. You're going to go see these movies and the Thanksgiving's coming up. It's a big weekend for movies. Listen to some of the titles that George and his colleagues are working on coming up. He just mentioned that Pokemon Detective Pikachu's coming up, yep. Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla versus Kong, Jurassic World 3. Oh, my God. Unbelievable stuff, man. I mean, I, I love and people. Here's what they said, George. They said that, you know, movies are going to die as soon as these smaller devices and smaller screens take off. And it's not true. The data is absolutely not bearing that out. People love going to the movies and having that experience. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, it, it, those trends definitely seem to be going that way for a little while. And everybody always said, you know, Netflix is going to be the death of movies. Mm-hmm. And, and but but people have been saying this for a long time. And, and I think that especially if you look right now, just since. September. This fall has been absolutely huge uh, at the box office, record-setting numbers. And, and it's interesting because it's not just one thing. It's not like, oh, the new Star Wars movie came out in September and, mm-hmm. and that's carrying it all. It's, it's spread out across several films that show a lot of different trends, I think. I mean, A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady yes. Gaga has, has been massive. Venom with Tom Hardy has been massive. Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the Freddie Mercury biopic. Mm-hmm. And then this, this, this weekend, it looks like you know, uh, the Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Creed 2 are going nice. to do huge numbers as well. And I think that when you look at the movies that are, that are having these legs this fall, it, it, it shows there's a, a wide spectrum across the board of, of what people are into. And so it shows that, that a diverse audience is going to the movies right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it is an experience that people still value. I think that, that the, the common uh, thought right now is that, is that one thing that seems totally uh, box office proof is horror, that, <laughs> that horror movies seem to be outperforming what they've ever done before. Interesting. And um, it seems that, that audiences, you know, that if choosing between watching a horror movie by yourself on your TV or on your cell phone or your laptop versus having that communal experience in a mm-hmm. theater, um, that seems to be one that people are still really willing to pay a ticket for and have that experience. But I think that this fall is proving that horror is not the only one, you know, whether it's, it's seeing Lady Gaga in a movie or Tom Hardy starring in his first big superhero movie since he was in The Dark Knight Rises for mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's showing that, that people will still pay to go have that communal experience. And it's really exciting, I think, for the industry. It's very, very cool stuff. George, I want to make sure that I have a little bit of time to, for you to take us through an example of something that you've worked on for Legendary that you were passionate about and take us through the exact process of what you did. Uh, and as you do that, kind of give us a sense of like what your workday is like. You know what I mean? So take us from, from, from sort of A to Z in terms of just pick one of, the, one, of, one of the films that you've worked on at Legendary Entertainment and kind of take us through that process from this, on this marketing side of things of how you've been kind of the steward of the brand of that particular uh, enterprise. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, it's freshest in my mind, and it's really exciting, is, is we're still working on, on Godzilla King of the Monsters, which comes out next May, mm-hmm. um, and the marketing campaign for that has just barely started. We launched the first trailer at San Diego Comic-Con this past summer, um, nice. and the campaign is soon going to kick off in earnest. Um, but that's, that's one, I think, that, that is a good example uh, that, that I, you know, on, on any given day, it could be that I am, I'm in the office meeting with the director of the film mm-hmm. or reviewing the, the latest draft of the screenplay, 
um, and having to sort of internalize all that knowledge or, or you know, get the information from the, the producers of how something's going to look. And then I had to kind of take that and then I'll go and meet with our comic book department okay. because we're planning a comic book spinoff, for example. Oh, and and uh-huh. I sit with them and we figure out, okay, so if this is the story the movie's going to tell, you know, what's, what's uh, an area of this universe that, that we can tell in a comic book story that can fit in with the movie and tell a really compelling story that fans will like. And mm. then, you know, we'll work on that and then I'll take that same information and then we'll go sit down with the marketing department and we'll figure out, okay, you know, uh, this is the, the in-world format that we're going to have for this marketing campaign. And, and in the case of Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, we launched a, a website uh, during San Diego Comic-Con this past year that basically allows you to hack in to the computer system of our characters in the film uh-huh. and track Godzilla on the globe. So you could go on at any time to www.monarchsciences.com, and you can see where Godzilla is in real time. And he swims around the globe, and he goes to various <laughs> sites. Uh-huh. And this is all being updated in real time oh, with information as the film is being developed, as the comic book's being developed. So there'll be Easter eggs from the comic book that show up in there. Um, and it's, it's going to basically, this website that we you know, all put our heads together to figure out uh, the format of and, and the content on it, this is going to be the sort of narrative through line for what the marketing campaign is, that as people keep interacting with it, it's going to take you through the rest of the campaign up to the release of the movie, and there'll be interesting uh, surprises and, and content drops that come through there uh, that serve the campaign. That's very cool. Give that. So www.monarchscience, is that M-O-N-A-R-C-H, sciences? Correct. For those, for those who don't know, Monarch is our government organization in the Godzilla film. Gotcha. That, that, that tracks these giant monsters and has more information than anybody else on them. That is amazing. And so you can just sign up and you can follow Godzilla, and there's elements of Easter eggs that also keep you engaged. Keep, and I guess in some senses, George, what you're helping to do here is you're helping to build up the anticipation. You're actually helping to create a, a stronger sense of connectedness with, with the property and the super fans. Is that, I mean, that's kind of the idea. Do you, this is probably what you're noticing over time, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and like we talked about before with, with sort of inviting directors to be part of the process and the marketing, mm-hmm. this really invites the fans in to be part of it. And they yes. take ownership over this too. You know, they're interacting with it, but they're also, they're spending just as much time trying to figure out, you know, what, what could this Easter egg mean or what is this hinting towards or where is Godzilla heading? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when that happens, oftentimes, frankly, we're, we're on Twitter reading what the fans are saying and uh-huh. we're saying, Hey, we actually didn't think about that, but that's a really cool idea. Let's work it in there. Let's, let's, you know, let's do it. Oh, I see. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the fans are actually playing a role then in all of this in the sense that they can, if they, they, they can almost, in a sense, George, create like a crowdsourcing kind of s- series of ideas that you and your team can like iteratively work with and like feed into like a, a, a cycle, if you will, to make the engagement in the in-world marketing, the interactive piece, even that much more involved and, and appealing to these fans, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's layered, too, because there are, you know, of course... There's a, a pretty small niche group of fans that, that really want to dive in and do every single piece of this and follow all the breadcrumbs. And so there is a sort of tiered approach to, you know, the ones who are, are really uh, down the rabbit hole of, of being a hardcore Godzilla fan. You know, we want to serve them 
and maybe give them stuff early because they've mm-hmm. earned it and they've really put in the time. But then that stuff then gets sort of like up the chain to other yes. uh, more casual layers of fandom, you know, eventually to the, just the general marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. But it all is driven by those hardcore guys who are driving to unlock stuff and find new clues mm-hmm. and discover, you know, what the movie is going to have in store through the marketing campaign. And what I think would also be cool about this idea, George, I love this idea, is the fact that these people that are like involved at this level where they are so into it that they're going to the website and they're they're engaging the film in these very creative ways that you and your team at Legendary have created is that they're probably like super influencers in some sense, right? Because they'll probably go and talk to their friends and friends and friends uh, about the, what they're doing and get people even that much more in a groundswell interested in wanting to go see the movie, right? This is this your point about kind of moving momentum up the chain, so to speak, right? Absolutely, exactly. And that's that's both literal word of mouth is what we're hoping for, you know, when they go talk to their friends and say how cool this all is and, and share their excitement. Um, but it's also that, that oftentimes with a, you know, a campaign like this, there will be actual digital assets that, that they can unlock and then mm. share on their social pages that hopefully, oh. you know, they're friends with Godzilla fans. And, and if they're the first ones to have this cool thing, it's, a, it's an incentive for them to share, share whatever asset it is, whether it's a, a clip or mm-hmm. a new trailer, share with their friends. And that's a nice way to pick up steam because I think what we've found in all our, our studies of fandom is that, is that even if you're not a Godzilla fan per se, mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes people will respond to just seeing something that other people are passionate about. So mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if you didn't like Godzilla, but someone was super, super passionate about it and wanted to share it with you, that resonates on some level, even if you've never been a Godzilla fan. That's, that's, a, that's actually a fantastic point, George, because it's like what, what you're touching on is something we talk about a lot in the marketing world, which is this notion of, I, I love the word you use, fandom is absolutely correct, but also this notion of authenticity. And so it's not so much that I necessarily have to be into it, but in my close community of folks that in influence me, particularly if I have someone who's like super into sci-fi and they basically give me the recommendations of what sci-fi movies to go see, that if they're super passionate about it, I'm, that passion is in some sense is almost contagious, right? And it actually will facilitate this kind of word of mouth and conversation having that these fans can actually proliferate out there into the marketplace. Right, George? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of, of, of the films that we make. Particularly, I mean, Godzilla is another great example. You know, Godzilla is is the longest-running film franchise. It has more installments in it uh, than any other franchise out there. It's been going on since 1954 uh, with the Toho original Japanese films. And it's, it has its, a huge following and diehard fans, but it's something that, that never really crossed fully into the mainstream in the United States. And, mm-hmm. and even the diehard fans of the Toho movies who grew up watching Godzilla and loving it, I think it's one of those things that, that a lot of their friends or family maybe never even got into and looked at it more as like, oh, what's that, you know, kind of hokey, <laughs> you know, monster movie you're watching with the guy in the rubber suit. Uh-huh. And so with, with, you know, with our modern films, it, it is, we oftentimes look at it as a chance for that, that kid that grew up loving Godzilla to mm. take all their friends and family who never were a fan and show them like, look, no, this is the elevated American version of Godzilla. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I always loved. And now you can see it too. You know, this is what, this is what it was always about. That's I, I love that point that 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 it, that what you're talking about, George, in terms of really creating a community of fans and like re reinventing, reimagining, uh, sort of re rediscovering some of these great things and, and through the, the, the much better marketing that you and your team are doing, it's like creating an opportunity for new eyeballs to really experience this thing that might be a pretty well-established legacy brand, but can be enjoyed by a kind of different slash new audience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a key because I, you can never assume that, that 
the people who saw one movie are definitely going to go see another movie. So you always mm-hmm. have to be actively trying to find a new audience. And I think with Godzilla, I think that we've done a pretty good job of structuring the movie so that if you're a newcomer to uh, uh, coming to see the new movie, for example, you don't necessarily need to have seen the last movie. I think that you'll understand it and you'll get all the themes of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we're always having to think about is how do you recruit that new audience and bring them in uh, without having to do a lot of homework? Because no one, no one wants to have to like sit down and you know, read an essay about what they <laughs> missed out on in the last couple of movies before they go see a new movie. Right. They just want to be entertained. I, we, push, pushing up on time a little bit here, George. Uh, I want to ask you, like, what do you see in terms of your expertise uh, and the work that you've been doing, this fantastic work that you've been doing? What do you see as kind of key things that are trends that are out there in the, either on the consumer side or on the filmmaking side that are going to affect your world and how you're going to potentially uh, react to those kinds of trends and or changes? What, what do you see coming on the horizon for you, George? Uh, that's, uh, that is a good question. I, I, like I said earlier, China is huge. Mm-hmm. So, so trying to, trying to master the Chinese box office is a big thing. And, and that's a lot easier said than done. I think that, that, uh, there's been a lot of hits, uh, from us studios there. Marvel is, is gigantic there. Um, and there's been a lot of misses too. We've, we've made some films that were more targeted for the Chinese box office than the, Amer- the American box office. And they still didn't really resonate that well in China. So it's, it's a um, it's a it's a process they are trying to figure out mm. uh, exactly what it is their consumers are looking for and and how we can provide it in a way that that works around the globe mainly in the U S and in China um, so that's a big thing that that we're constantly trying to figure out and we're always going to be researching China and, mm. and and seeing what works and what doesn't work and 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 really trying to research our competitors there too uh, as everyone else is moving into that market and then on top of that. The biggest thing I'm seeing right now when it comes to the domestic box office is, is nostalgia mm. is huge right now. Okay. Nostalgia is everything. Um, whether that's literally bringing back a property that was popular in the 70s or 80s, mm. uh, or it's more just br- evoking the vibe of a time like Stranger Things does on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, but when it comes to the, the actual properties, I mean, we just saw it with um, Halloween. They just did the, mm-hmm. the <laughs> right. Halloween, and, and it's just massive. And that partially plays into what we talked about with horror movies, but it really is that there is this, this longing for these, these franchises that, that adults now loved when they were kids. I think that hopefully we're going to see that with Detective Pikachu with kids who were around in the 90s and have grown up a little bit now. But I think that that's really the, the trend, and, and I'm interested to see at what point do people start, start turning back against it and really want new original stories mm, again. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Very, very cool stuff. George, too. Thanks so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. It was great. It was great being on. Thanks so much for having me, America. I appreciate you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Listeners, if you want to learn more about George, go to legendary.com or follow him on Twitter at G-E-O-R-G-E-C-T-E-W. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 